0: don't ask me to talk
1: connection through conversation join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on don't ask me to talk now here's your host Stacy Heller
0: here I am hello everyone Welcome to Don't Ask Me To Talk. If you can't listen each week, then find Don't Ask Me To Talk wherever that you wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, or you can text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you will get show details. If you would like to connect, if you have a comment or a question, the number to call in is 425-373-5527. Uh, I got a surprise caller from Ginny Cream last week. That was super exciting. Um, uh, Too bad it was actually my mother trying to disguise her voice. Uh, But you know what? Kudos to you, Mom, for trying to be funny. Uh, Anyway, you can also find me through my website, StacyConnects.com. My guest today was supposed to be... uh, the designer behind uh, Albinist Designs. He's an artist. He actually was on a bonus episode that I did a while back. Uh, His name is Quincy. And unfortunately, he is not able to join me. And so this is okay because after I do my brain dump, I am going to be talking about a new show that is going to be launching uh, in a couple weeks with my... Dare I go ahead and say it? My co-host, my radio boo, Eric. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about being called my radio boo?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you know we could brainstorm on different <laughs> <laughs> nicknames. You're gonna call HR on me? <laughs> no, that, that's fine.
0: <laughs> we'll find something. Um, I am really excited about this. I will talk a little bit more about. The whole process of naming this and what it's going to be about, et cetera, et cetera, in a little bit. Um, First, I want to follow up on the conversation that we had last time about Canalys. So I had a couple people that were like, I am going to bat for Canalys. Most amazing meal, delicious food, you know, unparalleled service, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, yes and yes. The food is amazing. The spectacle of it all is amazing. The scenery and attention to detail and all of those things, amazing. And I think Eric's point was when you look at the website.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I gave the disclaimer at the time that I haven't been there Mm -hmm. and that I assumed it was fantastic. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been going there multiple times. It just was that the pictures on their website-
0: It doesn't do it justice. It didn't
1: convince me, yeah. And
0: it, I looked at the website after, and you're right. It really it doesn't. And I've only been there once, and that is with uh, Annie to celebrate her birthday on Valentine's Day. And um, I would like to try it again once I save money all over again. Sure. <laughs> uh to try, you know, a regular dinner. This was mm-hmm. uh something that was a special that they did. Uh it was totally amazing. And getting into a conversation with my friend Vance, who is the old uh owner of Dingfelder's Delicatessen in Capitol Hill in Seattle. Uh he knows the folks uh behind cannabis and he's a big fan and then he started extolling the virtues of all of these restaurants like that he's been to all over the country. And there are some crazy dining experiences out there. And uh, he recommended one to Pete um, while Pete is in San Francisco and Napa area with the girls this week. And that dinner, sadly, was already sold out the days that Pete would be available. And at $450 deposit per person, um, I think Pete was relieved it was sold out. Because while the girls uh, are worth it, <laughs> that's some serious money. I and mean, by the
1: girls, you mean your daughters, daughters right? yes. Yeah,
0: Pete and his
1: girls. <laughs> <with the> girls.
0: <laughs> this is why you're my radio boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so... So Catalyst, it's amazing. It's delicious. Don't believe the website. Um, Pete on this trip. So when Pete and I were talking about holidays, gifts and Christmas and birthdays and that kind of thing, he was saying, you know, our kids are at this place where their job for two of them is school. So working, they we don't really have the kids work until they're a little further into school. So Grace is now working a little bit, and obviously in the summers. um, And Charlie, it's freshman year, focus on school Uh, at the moment. The other two, Annie and Will, they have graduated. Uh, However, you know, they're more at the start of their careers. So money is a thing. And so he was saying that what he really likes is experiences with the kids. He is a quality time guy. And he also is a acts of service guy. So how that translates is plan the trip for me. I do not want to have to get caught up in the details. You can spend my money, but plan a trip with me and take care of all the details. So the girls took him up on that and they planned a trip for during Annie's February break. And Grace uh, is currently dealing with a air quotes here family emergency at home <laughs> she took uh some classes off but it's second semester her senior year i mean come on um so they've planned this whole trip and they've gone to some wineries including cake bread which is a winery that pete and i went to it was before annie was born so 27 years ago And at the time, it was like a shack on the end of a dusty road. And now it's like this big extravaganza. And um, so that's kind of cool. Like time passes and things grow. (laughs) I know that's obvious. Um, And they've been having a great time. And I have been having a great time doing like snow angels in my bed by myself and eating like cheese and crackers for dinner not having to do anything I don't want to, Um, going to bed early. It's amazing. I will say I have been babysitting for Annie's cat, Wilson, who is in theory an emotional support cat. However, it is very clear that Wilson also needs an emotional support cat. (laughs) He is so high maintenance, so cute. And so high maintenance. So I went to Petco and I found these like calming bites to give to him. And um, I think it worked. I think he was kind of chill. I also learned that they have (laughs) meowywana for cats. (laughs) Wow. Right? (laughs) I didn't go there. I just got the calming bites. And then I also got this diffuser that apparently like keeps everybody chill um which i got a couple of for my house with my three cats um and when you go to the pet store and you're not in a hurry and you have the time to browse for your grandkitty you learn all kinds of things and uh i learned about meowywana yeah it was pretty exciting um i also want to make sure that i say hi to mom and lee diane apparently uh has other plans this evening, but they are eating Trey Fatelli yet again. I should probably get sponsored by Trey Fatelli at this point. I mean, why not? Right. Um, okay. What other things? Um, I tried hypnotherapy with uh, Annette Kuiper. She is a hypnotherapist and it was such an interesting experience. Um, have you ever done this, Eric? I have not. Would you be open to this kind of thing?
1: Probably. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing. I mean, it's not like they, they show it in movies and TV, obviously, right. where there's like, you know, the pendulum that's like, you're getting sleepy. Uh, you're very much aware and awake of what's going on. And yet you're in this relaxed state and... It was an interesting experience. I, I did it uh, in part because Annette uh, will be joining Greg on his show at The Root, talking about how sometimes when you have something at your core that you need to work through, then you might need additional support other than just a therapist, right. and that hypnotherapy can help with that. So in the course of this Hold session... with
1: some wanna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we wanna and Just hypnotherapy. Kidding, of <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it might be good. Um so in the course of this, it was fascinating. I'm telling this story uh cuz apparently even when I'm under hypnotherapy, I, you know, I'm verbose. And I remember distinctly as a little kid when I would color in a coloring book, which I did, I think fairly often. Um the lines were, you know, these big thick black lines and you would color and whatever. And my little active imagination imagined these two guys that when I think about it now, I think they look like uh Jason Sudekis on the um what's the SNL skit where he's doing the dancing? What's up with that show? Yeah. So like these two guys running around essentially in tracksuits around the edges of the lines. No, I was not a troubled child. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that I had this, like, this thing about staying in the lines. And um, this came up during hypnotherapy. And this idea of were they taunting me to, to, to go out of the lines or were they trying to get me to stay in the lines? And I didn't really have an answer to that. I do know that I used to outline a picture in whatever color I was coloring in to make sure in a way that I didn't go outside the lines anyway ultimately in this hypnotherapy session I had to take a leap and realize that I am somebody that likes to color outside the lines and so I did a a bungee jump of sorts and uh taking a leap <laughs> When the whole thing was done, I said to Annette, by the way, that story that I told you about the little guys running around, that is a true story. I used to imagine them all the time. And just so you know, they bungee jumped with me. However, they did not come back up. (laughs) I left them down there hanging, not dead, just hanging. So, um, So that's a little insight into me as a small child. I mean, maybe it's a little troubling. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> it sort of explains a lot. Okay, um, my stasism. My stasism is this: sometimes don't ask questions. So, there have been a lot of uh, changes going on in my life, in the life of my family uh people that i know and normally i use the the elmo voice to say you know asking questions is a good way to find things out and yet i'm going to say sometimes don't ask questions sometimes you just have to follow your gut sometimes asking questions is just a way to off something or to practice to practice avoidance or to not take a stand on something uh, and I think it's really important to every once in a while let things go don't ask a ton of questions just follow your gut and uh, that is what I have been doing with starting another show with thinking about writing a book with all of these things if I question myself, then I'm going to stop. However, if I just go with it, I'm going to move forward. And um, I don't know. When it comes to the really, the really big decisions, at a certain point after you've done your due diligence, stop asking questions. Yep, you heard it here. Okay, well, on that note, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I'm going to talk about the show that Eric and I will be doing starting in a couple weeks. So keep listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. We'll be right back.
1: But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for this show is all about you. A show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com.
0: Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com.
1: Counseling.com. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul.
0: Don't ask me to talk. Hello, welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacy Heller, and as I mentioned, my guest today uh, had to cancel at the last minute, and honestly, sometimes don't ask questions. Everything happens for a reason. And so today... I am going to share exciting news about a new show that is going to be starting, let's see, on March 10th, I believe is the date that we picked. It is going to be called Spilling the Beans, I think. I've changed it like five times. It went from afternoon snack to, uh, what was the next one I did? Oh, Dish O'Clock. You are not a fan of that one, Eric. <laughs> it's okay. You can be honest. Um, well, I just
1: thought maybe that was a little convoluted.
0: <laughs> I I am convoluted. And this is why I have asked Eric to participate in this show, because at times I can be a bit convoluted. And so uh so right now the working title is Spilling the Beans and I I did that in part because my nickname is Beans, and uh, it's basically meant to be spilling the beans. What are people talking about? And the show is going to air on Thursdays from 3 to 4 Pacific Standard Time. It is going to be on 880 Kixi, or K-I-X-I. Kixi's so much easier to say. Um, And... It just feels like after John Tesh, you've listened to John Tesh from 10 to 3 o'clock, maybe you need a different speed. John Tesh, lovely. For those of you that are a bit older, you remember, you may remember him with Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight. Uh, he has gone into syndicated radio, and he has this very lovely, calming, inspiring way about him. I mentioned that it's the audio equivalent of Vacation Bible School. It's all good stuff. I know Eric is like, I don't get it, but okay. (laughs) Did you go to Vacation Bible School as a kid? No. Oh, see, then you don't understand. If you've been to Vacation Bible School and you've listened to John Tesh, you're like, oh, yeah, that tracks. Um, However, that's making a big assumption that people have done those two things.
1: (laughs) I did. uh, I was like a counselor if you will, Uh at a vacation Bible school, I think, uh, for a a few weeks to make a few extra bucks during the summer. There you go. Did you have to get one of those
0: funky names where like you don't go by your real name, they give you some random name?
1: No. But you know, what's funny is that uh, one of the kids was absolutely certain that I was an actor on a TV show he watched and nothing I could say (laughs) could convince him. (laughs)
0: What show do you know? Do you remember?
1: I don't even remember the show, but I remember I didn't really look like that guy. So this guy really, this kid really had it in his mind.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. I mean, at that point, you're like, do you start messing with the kid? Like, Right. I mean, (laughs) you know, see, this is the difference between you and me. I went to vacation Bible school and I probably would have messed with the kid. You did not. And you are kind enough that you would not. (laughs) So I guess, you know, whether or not you went to vacation Bible school does not determine the outcome of the person. Uh, Anyway, so the name, as I mentioned, uh, you know, it's just spilling information. It is meant to be a break from reality. That conversation, the things that when we're not listening to the news or to the things that are going on in our, like, real life, both locally and globally, the things that people are really talking about, the books that they read, uh, the scoop that they hear about, what are they watching on TV? Uh, What is the music that they listen to? What's the soundtrack to their life? Uh, What are the things that they are gleaning from the news? And because the conversation about politics and you know, war and COVID is too daunting and too much, what are the little items that you relish in? Because the rest of it is just way too much. So that is the premise behind the show. So between John Tesh and Bloomberg News, right? It's like a little... Just a little bit of fun. A little bit of fun. Um. So... I, I, Yeah, I really feel like it needs to be that. I kind of wanted it to be – I have Dave Nelson of Lens Group Media working on the music, and I gave him the listening cues of who are the people in our neighborhood, Uh, Mr. Rogers, won't you be my neighbor, Um, a little bit of uh, office-y sounds because it's the idea of what are people talking about around the water cooler – the kitchen counter after school, so a little bit of chaos and mayhem, and uh, laughter. Maybe I need to have some beans or something. I don't know. I don't
1: know. <laughs> like. What is the sound of beans? I
0: think it's the. I think it's a toot.
1: I feel like. Well, there you go. It's the musical fruit. So. It
0: is the musical fruit. Maybe that uh, has to be playing in the background. I'm not sure you
1: want. <laughs> You want that in there. So.
0: I, I still do wonder why my nickname is Beans. I mean.
1: Because you're full of beans.
0: I, maybe. If beans were ideas. Thank you very much. Um, okay. So let's let's chat now that we have shared the premise. Let's talk about some of these things that we're going to talk about when the show starts. The really important things, like the article that I read about Prince Harry and how he hung out with his cousin Eugenie at the Super Bowl. Now, I'm sure you did not read this because I suspect that you read different news bits than I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, whatever. I read those headlines too. However, I was curious. Uh, you know, who cares? Why are they making this into a news Prince
1: story? Prince Harry's the ginger one, right? Yeah. The okay. one who
0: married the American. Scandal. Right. So, and
1: Eugenie. And then they left the, is that right? They left the royal family and they moved over here? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the gal was on suit. See, I've absorbed a lot of this stuff, regardless of whether I want to or uh, not. Yeah, well, I mean, because you, you know. can't help it.
0: You can't help it because it, it Meg, is it Megan. Megan Markle. Megan Markle. Yeah. Good job. Okay. And she was also on the show with the suitcases. The uh, it's not who, uh, like whatever. Show with the suitcase. Yeah, remember all the models and the, I think it was with, uh, who's the germaphobe that's on America's Got Talent? Okay. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. So a game show. Game
0: show. And there yes. were all these models and they right. would hold these suitcases. It was like
1: the deal or, some, deal yes, or no deal. Yeah. Deal or no deal. Good okay.
0: Job. okay. So she was on that like before she was on suits, obviously. Uh huh.
1: She was on suitcases and then she moved on to suits.
0: There, see, this is why you are, <laughs> this is why you're my, I got to find a better word than boo. But okay. So Harry and Megan now mm-hmm. live in. California, he went to the Super Bowl with his supposedly favorite cousin, Eugenie, who is the daughter of Sarah and Andrew, Andrew being the one that's in the whole scandal with, uh, what's his name, Um, Jeffrey Epstein, and uh, his former pimp girlfriend, um, Giselle, Giselle, whatever her name is, uh, Maxwell. Right. Anyway, I didn't realize that I thought it would be bigger news. Apparently, Andrew settled with the woman that was taking him to court. Mm-hmm. I missed this little bit of news. See, that's the headline you read because <laughs> you're nodding yes. And I'm like, he did. I didn't know that. Um, and so this article was trying to say that Harry is having regrets about uh basically breaking up with the royal family, and so is hanging out with his favorite cousin instead of hanging out with all of his Hollywood friends. Now, this seems like very speculative journalism to me. What if the story is...
1: Let's put journalism in quotes right. uh, for anything that's
0: Right. Right. the oh, royal totally. family. Oh, totally. Exactly. Let's just say I'm going to use my same insider knowledge that this article had and say maybe eugenie was in town he had two tickets he went he hung out with her maybe she's i don't know a little disenfranchised with the whole royal family thing i mean her dad is having to deal with the scandal maybe they're just good buds and maybe it's not about him being uh think having second thoughts about leaving the royal family or that he chose his cousin over his wife or whatever maybe it was just a decision that was made and it's not a big deal
1: maybe they're like let's go see this american football
0: exactly (laughs) (laughs) i
1: hear they can use their hands over here
0: exactly and we don't have to wear a hat (laughs) i mean it's just it is fascinating when when i go down the rabbit hole of Any royal news, it is all just so speculative and they're just another family that, granted, has access to like a ton of things and takes advantage of a ton of things. Um, However, I would I do hold hope that Harry is bringing in a new generation of mental health awareness and some thoughtful uh, royal presence. I'll say that.
1: Well, not being a royal anymore.
0: Right. I mean, are you ever not a royal? Like, once you've been royal?
1: I mean, if I mean, if on paper... Renounce all that stuff, then...
0: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> your grandmother's still the queen. Sure. So, and she is holding on, man. She is really holding on. And now this latest scandal, where uh, Prince Harry was not willing to take money to uh, To go visit like Saudi Arabia or something, and Charles is mm, he's being called into question. Oh, so much scandal. Okay, let's move on from that. Speaking of family, um, everyone, myself included, is super obsessed with the whole Kim Kardashian Kanye West thing, and
1: the it, American Royals, the
0: American Royals, <laughs> which is, I mean, I'd say that. Like well, that's depressing. Except honestly, it's just as scandalized, and it's really not much better. Right. Um, the royals have the British royals have better hats, maybe. Agreed. Maybe. Yeah, and perhaps more conservative taste. <laughs> Definitely yes. agreed. Um, the whole thing is really sad, and I'm actually happy to see that there is a backlash a bit with the Kanye West piece because his behavior, so many people get used to seeing celebrities as like, you know, a car accident, right? You know, and rubbernecking on someone else's life. And you forget that this is real stuff. And this is a man who admittedly has said, I've got bipolar. He doesn't always want to take his meds. It messes with his creative process. He maintains. Um, I myself know a couple people with bipolar Uh, Taking your meds is vital to having a stable, productive uh, life and relationships with people. Um, And so it's just sad, all the stuff that's going on. And, you know, whether you like the Kardashian family or not, it's just a lot. And so I'm trying now to not click all of the articles that are out there. Yes, that's right. I am trying to not go down that rabbit hole because the headlines say it all and you can't get away from it. I don't know. It's just a mess. Um, The most important thing that is happening this week is that John Mulaney is coming back to SNL. I love John Mulaney. Do you like John Mulaney?
1: Yeah. Yeah. His stand-up's really good and uh, I really enjoyed that special that he did on Netflix, the Kid Sack gorgeous. Lunch Kids. Oh
0: my gosh, yes. I the, think that's what
1: it was called. Yep. Yeah, very funny.
0: Super funny. Like
1: a nice parody of children's shows, speaking of Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. But it was like with adult themes <laughs> sewn in. But also, like a, I think a family could watch it and not have, you know, you wouldn't have to plug the ears really of your kids. But it was still Uh, you know, a satire of that stuff. It
0: totally was. I mean, it's it's all of the stuff. I'm definitely older than he is. However, his references were so my references in terms of the things that were done. Uh, The cast that he had on it. I mean, David Byrne, like, that's a fascinating thing. Um, The fact that for the Reading Rainbow-esque book, it was a kid doing a review of, uh, a book about a son who follows his father who's going out to do drag at night. And <laughs> he's, like, upset with how his father is, you know, what he's wearing and whatever. Um, Just really funny themes. Um, and some of them not so funny. Like, he talks about the things that you're worried about. And, you know, these kids are, like, the epitome of, like, childhood performers and right. the angst that they yes. have you're like yes. oh my gosh um did you ever see uh his kid gorgeous
1: it, the his stand-up special yeah, yeah i did see that yeah. it's
0: so good and whenever he's on snl he always brings uh a broadway-esque thing like he's done the whole lobster from the diner thing right. and all of that so i'm really excited to have him back and he had a rough year last year uh having relapsed and divorced his (laughs) wife. Um, And I, it goes back to the whole celebrity. Didn't he get
1: remarried to?
0: Well, he didn't get remarried. Okay. He's dating an actress. Olivia Munn, I believe. Yes, that's the one. And they have had a child. And he had famously well, said for years when he was with his ex that they didn't want to have children. Hmm. And then I think a lot of people feel like it's a slap in the face that he went to rehab, promptly met someone else. She gets pregnant and they have a child. Um, there's
1: he packed a lot in, he
0: packed a lot <laughs> in, and it goes back to this theme that I have between, um, with all of these celebrities it's like the same thing like there's always just more to the story and we all kind of rubberneck on what's going on again myself included and it's just nice sometimes when you can get out of that stuff and focus on the talents that they have now the Kardashians I'm not really sure what the talents are um I've tried some skims I can't breathe so that's good I don't know. That's Kim's thing, right? Um and I the John Mulaney's talented. I'm happy to see him anybody that's going through recovery and addiction and whatever, I'm happy to see them stand on two feet and do the thing that makes their tail wag. Um so no shade with him. And that's just a commentary on, you know, the the different levels of fame and while I would like my voice to be heard, I don't think that I would like to be famous. I don't know. Have you ever had dreams of being famous?
1: Yeah, I think at one point here or there.
0: I mean, like, well, okay, so famous just to be famous, famous because of the money, famous because you've accomplished something. There's so many different, like, I don't know. I can't decide. I don't think I'd want to be famous just to be famous. I think it would really stink to have everybody. You want to
1: be famous for having done something good that people appreciate. Yes. Yeah. But not so famous that you've got people in your face at every moment of the day. Exactly. And writing salacious gossip about you.
0: Exactly. Right. I want to write my own gossip about me. Thank you very (laughs) much. Um, Okay. Now, late night talk shows. So I am hoping that As we do this show, Spilling the Beans, in addition to talking about important topics like the Royals, the Kardashians and John Mulaney.
1: Are we? You really want to talk about that stuff?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, only when it's like so in our face that it would be a disservice to not talk about it. Right. Um, I also want to have like some bits kind of like late night talk shows. Sure. Last night. Uh, on Jimmy Fallon, he had, um, his thing, his bit that he does with true confessions. Have you ever seen that? No. It's a bit where you have two envelopes and you have to pick one. One is the truth and one is a lie. And whichever one it is, you have to convince that it is the truth. And then the other two people have to, uh, determine. It's kind of a good bit. Are you a good liar?
1: You know, I'm not sure. Sure. I haven't lied enough to, to find out. <laughs>
0: uh, we're going to have to try to do that. I like. We'll have to bring somebody on and we'll see if we can do something like that. And I'm going to test to see if you're a good liar or not. All right. Okay. Um. Then, do you watch any late night at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I watch uh, Colbert like every night. Oh, yeah. And then I, mean, I catch uh, some of Seth Meyers usually too.
0: Uh, adie Bryant was on last night, I think. And she's hysterical. She's another SNL person. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to watch. So big fan of and Stephen Colbert. also
1: married to one of Seth Meyers writers, or at least former writer. Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, that's like a whole the whole SNL thing is such right? a like <laughs> intertwined group. It's just fascinating. Um, and Seth Meyers, his day drinking bits. Have you seen those?
1: I usually watch the closer look clip and then, you know, if there's a interview with somebody that I'm interested in, like David Letterman was on recently Mm -hmm. and that was a really fun Mm -hmm. interview. I I watched that whole thing.
0: Yeah. And he has done, um, I will say that YouTube and being able to watch things after the fact, it's lovely because you can pick and choose. Yeah. And (laughs) his segments that he does where he goes day drinking are hysterical. He has gone with. Um, um, the Jonas Brothers he went with uh, Rihanna Uh, he's done it a bunch of times he went with his parents um, and his brother I mean very 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 funny Um, and so intelligent same thing with Stephen Colbert and Stephen Colbert is fascinating he's highly intelligent he's curious he has such a strong moral compass Um, you know he is a practicing Catholic you hear that mom put down your drink I said, Stephen Colbert is a good practicing Catholic, um, very devoted to his faith, um, and and so astute. And I suppose, you know, it's because my my beliefs align with his. Um, whatever. Uh, then there's James Corden. James Corden used to be really fun. What happened to him? I his show is just. The, the most fun thing about him is when his parents went to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Something seems to be falling apart for him. So that's a tricky thing. Um, the other uh, late night that I love watching is um, oh who's the other one? Kimmel at times.
1: Oh, okay. Jimmy Kimmel. Sure. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, there's like the late night and then there's like the late, late night.
1: Or Jimmy Kennel, as Ringo recently <laughs> called him.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, that's amazing, right? Um,
1: peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Jimmy Kennel.
0: Uh, he's, I mean, Ringo, <laughs> did you watch that whole um, Get Back?
1: I didn't, know On Apple? Uh, I heard it was really good, but I'm not like a Beatles super fan, so (gasps) spending that much time with them would have been a bit much for me. But
0: What's interesting is uh, Pete is the same way. He's not a huge Beatles fan, and yet somehow pulling the curtain back and watching their creative process and the shorthand that they had with one another, even at a time when they were essentially going to be breaking up imminently, uh, it gave him all new respect for the Beatles. He's always been like, eh. They're all right. And it's actually been a point of contention. That and the fact that he's not a MASH fan. How do you not how are you not a MASH fan?
1: <laughs> the the T V show? Yeah. I saw that as a kid. It was good.
0: It was really good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a really quick break. And then when we come back, I have some more things that I want to talk to you about, Eric. Keep listening to Don't Ask Me To Talk. We will be right back to talk about nonsense.
1: Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket going crazy trying to find a different way out? Exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh? And relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Stacy Heller is many things. Entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolfe, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth, Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a side who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet.
0: Don't ask me to talk. Yeah! Welcome back to the show. During the break, apparently Eric got a threatening phone call.
1: No, it wasn't threatening. <laughs> it was just Joan checking in. Okay. Joan, your mom.
0: Uh-huh. Saying hello. I mean, I feel like she's going to have to be, like, part of this show. Like, don't ask me to talk.
1: It sounded like she had a true confession, but she, you know, I think got shy. So.
0: Oh, uh, well. Uh, she said she's coming tomorrow?
1: That's what she said. <laughs> I. I don't know.
0: I hope she's okay with the fact that I'm only going to be around for like the next two days before I head to Florida. Well, she can watch the Cats. It'll be great. Um, okay. Speaking of TV, let's talk about shows that you watch. So I'm in a group thread with a whole bunch of my friends. They seem to have a lot of time and they watch a lot of TV. Now, I'm not throwing shade at all. I sit and I end up playing solitaire for hours. Um so, yes, that's right. The extrovert does introverted activities come evening time. And so some of the shows that I have watched, which is a fraction of what they've watched, uh, Ted Lasso. Did you watch that one? No. You would love it. I, one I- of
1: these days I'll get the Apple TV subscription and I'll, I'll binge all that. But at the moment, I don't have Apple TV so, Maybe
0: I'll give you my, my sign-in. Yeah, hey, yeah. I want to share. Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like homework, right? Well, I have a friend that was like, okay, I'm going to subscribe for a month and watch all these shows for a month and then uh-huh. cancel. Which, I mean, that works Yeah, too. you can
1: totally do that.
0: Um, That's a really good one. And then Ozark? Have you watched that?
1: I think they have a new season. I'm just overhearing people talking in the office. So I haven't seen the new season, but... Everything up to this new season, I did watch.
0: Okay, so then I put he, Netflix
1: on pause for a bit.
0: Okay, so so Pete started watching this a uh, few, few weeks ago, and I came home after a day out, and he was pretty much in the same spot that I had left him, like and, six
1: episodes in oh, or whatever. Hot link. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I was like, "What? What are you doing there?" And he said. Well, I started watching Ozark, Uh and I figured I'd catch up with you. And I was like, catch up with me? I haven't ever watched it. And he said, well, somebody is like 10 episodes in. (laughs) So I had to catch up. And I was like, okay, well, I haven't seen it. So that – he caught me up, and then the next day – So now then
1: you're sitting there watching 10 episodes, trying to catch up with the mystery person and with Pete.
0: No. I have the ability to just – Catch up without actually having to see it. You get the essence of it, Um, and also the internet. Quite the same. It's not quite (laughs) the same. However, with this particular show, I mean, it's like same stuff, different episode. I mean, it just gets more and more crazy. Mm -hmm. I never watched Breaking Bad. My mother loved that. That, that Was a
1: fantastic show, and Ozark is fairly similar, I think, to Breaking Bad. So if you like that, you probably like Ozark, but. Watching Ozark after Breaking Bad was kind of like "Eh, a little too, too much of, you know, copying Breaking Bad, but still a lot of fun.
0: I was wondering about that. Having not seen Breaking Bad, I was wondering if it takes away a little bit from Ozark because Breaking Bad came first.
1: Yeah, I'd say (laughs) if you watched one or the other, you're going to think that one's the best, probably. There you go. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Um. Yeah, we are just about to start season four, part one, and then I guess there's a season four, part two, which seems very gimmicky. I don't know. Just saying. Um, Okay. What about Euphoria?
1: Haven't watched that yet.
0: Not into this. I have a bunch of friends that are like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I'm like... This feels like a very updated version of 90210, like super highly sophisticated where 90210, you know, wasn't as sophisticated. Um, You know, Zendaya, who doesn't love Zendaya? Uh, It just seems so dark. Hmm. I don't know. And now this one,
1: at least I have access to. So if you're telling me it's fantastic, I might check it out.
0: Is that the the Euphoria it one. It sounds
1: like you're you've got mixed feelings about it.
0: I haven't seen it, so I can't. Okay. I haven't seen I it. You. I haven't. I can't speak for it. I've just heard it's become like a cultural phenomenon, like people dressing like Euphoria, or you know, the vibe of Euphoria, or whatever it is. And it's not just people that are high school. It is people that are much older that are loving this show. Right. Maybe there's a nostalgia with going back to high school and thinking it's like way more sophisticated.
1: Well, it's interesting because, you know, cultural phenomena now are still like very narrow. I mean, you've got, you know, it used to be you're talking about MASH. Like MASH was really a cultural phenomenon. Right. But any show now is really, you know, maybe one in 50 people watch that as opposed to. 80% 80% of the country, you know?
0: It's, that's such a good point. Uh, yesterday, um, you were you were there. We were having a conversation uh, about books and authors and how many books come out now and how, you know, once upon a time, you really, you couldn't self-publish as much. You went through a traditional publishing mechanism in the publishing house and that kind of thing. And now there's so much more choice out there that... You're right. I mean, mash, it's like back in the olden days when you had to like walk up to the TV and it was three channels. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And, you know, so you were held captive and it was like, well, this is entertaining. And it's fascinating because I think if I asked all four of my kids if they know what mash is, they would be like potato. Like, they would have no idea.
1: Well, to be fair, it has been off the air for, what, 50 years now, so...
0: Yeah, but isn't not,
1: it... Not 50, but 40, isn't it sad maybe 40 though, years.
0: When something is such a cultural thing that is because, is such a, like, I mean, Elvis, Beatles, right. mash, um, you know, and then future generations, it just starts to die out and they're not aware of it. Well...
1: I mean, but they've got their own things.
0: Yeah, but theirs aren't as good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the trap of nostalgia.
0: Well, all right. All right. Okay, what about Murderville? Have you heard about that one? No. Okay, this one I'm curious about. I watched half of the first episode. This is a
1: Netflix series, I I believe. Yes. yeah.
0: And it sounds, or it seems like, from what I can gather, it is... A series with the constant of Will Arnett being this hard boiled like detective.
1: This sounds great,
0: right? I mean, it's Will Arnett, so as soon as that. I
1: get my Netflix subscription back, we're <laughs> gonna check this out. You've sold me on this one.
0: Uh, okay, and what he what they've done is they have different special guest stars. So the first one uh, was with Conan O'Brien, and they're trying to. It's like his new partner, and they have to solve this murder. And it sounds like it's meant to be fairly improvisational. sounds good, so I'm trying to figure out just how much of it is actually improvisational um and future people that are on the show there's a quite a varied cast, which now, is kind of cool. Is
1: this one you've seen you this one caught up on
0: well this one i this is the one that I've watched the first half of the first episode, <laughs> okay.
1: So, but how come cool we're not talking are, about shows that you, you've actually watched?
0: That's my point. My friends are watching all these shows. and then Yeah, there's
1: I, tons of great shows. I
0: know I don't. What do you watch? <laughs> Since you don't have Netflix or Apple,
1: I, I'm going to sound like the biggest dud on the planet here, but th- recently I've been binging The Food That Built America, which <laughs> is from the History Channel and it's on Hulu now. And okay. It, <laughs> It's,
0: that's no, that's not.
1: It's literally about like the founding of all the famous food companies that we know and love. Uh-huh. You know, like the last one I watched was uh, about uh, popsicle and good humor, <gasps> and that they were on a collision course. <laughs> and
0: I actually the History both, Channel is amazing.
1: The founders had the patent for ice cream on a stick, essentially. So lawsuit. So it's it's more entertaining than it sounds uh, but I, yeah it's you know it's, I'm
0: not gonna disrespect that I like those things like how things were made in uh, in Mr. Rogers when he would go visit like how crayons right. were made or whatever I used to love that so I'm down with it I'm so still check trying, it out the food that built America the food that built America um now are you a fan of the food topic or the historical topic? Element. Both. Okay. What's your favorite good humor bar?
1: Uh, you know, I'm not sure I've ever had a good humor bar.
0: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Strawberry shortcake? A toasted almond?
1: I I assume they're good.
0: Wow. That is the taste of my childhood. Nice. Wow. And chocolate eclairs, back in my day when you got a chocolate éclair, which was the like ice cream with the crunchies on the outside- in the middle, there was a hard piece of like chocolate. Uh, now you don't you get gypped. You don't get the chocolate in the middle. Hmm. Um, oh, Things were so much better when I was younger. Wow! Now I'm gonna have to bring you good humor. Oh,
1: one thing I I found interesting from that episode, just more fun facts, is they got RZA to uh, come up with a new jingle for their trucks. Because the old jingle had racist origins, (laughs) so they actually got the RZA from the Wu Tang Clan to write a new jingle for the the bells, uh, the Good Humor tracks.
0: When did that happen?
1: Like last year.
0: Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So you know
0: that's interesting, fun stuff. You know. Wait, how did it have racial undertones?
1: Uh, well, we don't have enough time to go into that, but there was a you know the song. That the jingle was that good humor humor used had racist lyrics
0: oh. to begin with. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, so, now I really gotta watch. Kind of like how the Star Spangled Banner also has some <laughs> racist stuff in it, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, and another fun fact <laughs> from this show. I feel silly talking about I, this, I, but no, I
0: love this. This is this is the whole point. My
1: takeaway from last night was the uh, McDonald's had a French chef. That they had working for them to develop food. Okay. The Chicken McNugget, he made an onion nugget. (laughs) And they're like, can you do this with chicken? (laughs) And so then they developed the chicken nugget. Yeah.
0: Oh, like so. But imagine
1: an alternate universe where McDonald's is just selling onion nuggets because a French chef said, how about these? (laughs)
0: with a nice sauce. Right. <laughs> wow. I mean it's it's like a bloomin onion meets like an onion ring meets a nugget. There you go. That would be a lot of onion in. And I bite. thought you know that
1: might actually be really good. <laughs> I'd like to try the onion nugget.
0: I mean it might be but but I feel like the ratio of like coating to onion would be off. I'm not a nugget or I'm not a, a onion fan.
1: Oh, well. If you're not an Onion fan, then never mind.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now I have to watch this show. It's fun. This is good stuff. See, I like learning. That's like when they used to have the show on, Um, like, there's the biography show, but then there's also the show where you learn where you come from, and they do the genealogy of people, and oh, they yeah. find out, like, the stories of where people have mm-hmm. come from and what little bits you know. Um it goes to my whole point that like everyone has a story. It's fascinating. Have you done 23 and me?
1: Uh yes, I think I did. Yeah. Okay. I think my, my mom did that for like a Christmas present several years back and we sent in the spit and yep. turns out I'm related to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're we're very Irish. So
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I uh so far mom has done it I have done it uh, will grace and Annie have done it I gave it to my brothers they have they haven't done it um, so I'm waiting for that and um, it is fascinating to learn the genetics of things you know uh, like I shared a couple weeks ago that I have the genetic makeup of an elite athlete
1: fantastic
0: yeah I mean in theory yeah <laughs> Okay, we're out of time, aren't we? We are. Okay. Well, so we're gonna. I'm gonna have to work on my uh, bit before we start the show in a couple of weeks here. But you're gonna have to watch
1: some shows. I'm gonna gonna have to if we're
0: (laughs) gonna talk about this. Exactly. All right. I gotta get on this. Uh, Thanks for listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. Thank you, Eric. That was uh, amazing. I'm looking forward to starting this next adventure with you in a couple of weeks. My pleasure. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Stay connected.